Good Monday morning, listeners. This is Mind Shit to Millions with Adrian Swanson and Jesse Roy. Good morning, everyone. So the majority of the people that we work with, I believe, you know, have this issue. It's very common. We see it quite often. Um, people just don't want to pay attention, look at, believe in, have goals or numbers. <laughs> and it's pretty amusing. I mean, like crazy how many people don't want to pay attention to goals or numbers. <laughs> no, like full on ostrich here. Like people are just full on ostrich, bury the head in the sand because it's scary. We don't want to look at numbers. We don't want to have numbers. And it's because we know if we have numbers, we need to evaluate them look at them, be paying attention to them, see where we're at in relationship to our goals. So it's way easier to just not have them, pretend we don't have them, or like be the person that says like, I don't need to have goals. That's not important. And what I found is that this just, this really just doesn't work out, out so well for business. Um, and it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes that I heard throughout my direct sales career. And it's that if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. That is an amazing quote. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. It is so, so true. Oh my gosh. Like I've never heard that one, but that one definitely, you know, I think it's so interesting because like you said, people won't even set goals like, oh, I just don't do that. I hear that a lot. I don't do yes, goals. That's not a I thing I do. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. And it just makes me think, why? Like, why do you not do that? Avoidance, baby. Avoidance. Um, <laughs> and another thing I see, Jesse, along with avoidance is the vague goals. Like, well, I just want some extra money or I just want to grow like a, a team at all. What is some, what is extra, what size team, what type of team, but I know our brains like avoidance and the vagueness so they can be let off the hook, right? Like if you, um, like if you don't say I want five people on my team, right? Cause that's a number that's tangible. That's doable. That's not vague. You just say, I want a team your brain doesn't really have to work that hard, right? Like there's nothing to work towards. It's just like, oh, inevitably, like remember Jesse with the condo, like someday we'll have a condo. What does that mean someday? <laughs> so like- that Someday means never, they, really. Like someday means never. It, you are so right because it always means tomorrow, right? Like <laughs> someday is another day. Um, And like, I think it's so funny because so many people say, I want extra money. Like when they join, that's their number one answer is I want extra money. Well, there's no accountability to yourself or a number because guess what? $1 is extra money. So if you make one sale, you can say I have extra money, right? Um, yes. Yeah. We're just so afraid to set goals because it makes it real. And then that doubt and that fear show up when you place that number on it. People, <laughs> people, 
for real. Like Jesse had something to say, people listen up. (laughs) (laughs) This doubt and fear is like real. And I believe that, you know, my entire six years in direct sales, my entire four years in real estate, like I lived in doubt and fear. Like that was my constant state was just doubt and fear. But I didn't really mind that so much because it protected me from like failure, even though I was just like, you know, already failing, (laughs) (laughs) but it protected me like from visible failure. It protected me from like taking steps forward and um, reflecting back, you know, to a really significant time in my real estate business, very similar to my direct sales my time in direct sales. I was trying so hard to figure out, quote, the best way, the fastest way, the most efficient way, the most um, way to make the most money way. And, you know, I just was like, there has to be like one way. (laughs) Just one way. There can't be multiple ways, right? (laughs) No, no. One way. Because, you know, there's just like, In every business, there is a million and one ways to, you know, do business. So spent a lot of time trying to figure that out, you know, doubting my steps. I did, you know, several of the things that you can do in real estate. Like I volunteered to work the desk. And like when you work the desk, you you get to talk to people when they walk in, you get to answer the phone. So it's, you know, it's a way to get leads. I, as I was driving around town, I would call the for sale by owners. Um, I would work open houses, lots of things. I was all over the place, really. Like it was very sad, but you know, I was in my quote figuring out mode, but it was just, it was just doubting. It was just doubting everything that I decided. And, you know, like in my office at the time, you know, I had not heard of many people who were out door knocking, you know, that because door knocking takes a lot of time. I love being outside. I like to, you know, get exercise. So I was like, Hey, perfect fit door knocking. I can be outside. I can be getting my exercise done for the day and I can work, be working on big business. So, Oh, I was like, this is the most magical thing. Right. So like my brain likes to do, I first had to spend a lot of time in the research phase. I had to find (laughs) the perfect neighborhoods. I had to decide like how many doors I wanted to knock on. I had to decide kind of like what I wanted to say when I knocked on the doors and da, 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 da. So I did like, eventually, you know, I gained enough like gumption to put together a plan. Like I picked out my neighborhoods. I decided I would knock on 25 days, 25 doors a day four days a week. And so I, I did that. I committed to that. Like I was out knocking on doors. It pretty much took me like five or six hours to get that done four days a week for about three months. So I gave it a good three months and I couldn't go home until I knocked on 25 doors. And what happened from all of that is I made zero 
sales because I was living in doubt. I was still <laughs> doubting that what I was doing was the right way to do it. I mean, and that happens so much. People carry that doubt. Like you crafted your plan, right? Like you finally are like, I'm going to make a decision, but you made a decision still doubting the fact that the way you were going to work was the right way because you were looking for the one right way, which doesn't exist. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Exactly. And um, the doubt shows up so much. And like what we were talking about with the avoidance and the vagueness, that's all because of doubt. When you know that you can do something, you have no problem setting a number on it, right? Like if you're like, you know what? I'm going to go watch two movies today at the movie theater. Like you have no problem saying that, right? Like, cause you know, you're going to do it. But when you are setting a goal or something like this, the doubt comes in because it's something that you're holding yourself accountable to. And that's where all of a sudden your action may reflect differently because you're doubting instead of believing that like if Jesse could have done that with the belief in her heart that like that was the right way for her, it would have been a whole different ballpark, you know, but because she was still like, oh, I don't know the right way, but I'm going to try this way. You know, it was it was hard for you. And I see that a lot with like the on the avoidance side, when people come to us that they want to pay off debt, you know, like, so we're coaching them to help them with debt, but they don't even want to look at their numbers. Right. And I think this comes from the doubt too, that they can pay it off. Right. Like, so this doubt creeps in, in so many ways, like Jesse said, the way you work your business, the vagueness of your goals, like all of this is from that doubt. And so I think it's so interesting when I ask people, how much debt do you have? Well, I don't know. I have a few credit cards. I, like, what, what what does that mean? Like a few no. credit cards with $20,000, a few credit cards with $1,000? Like, what are we talking? Yeah, no one really wants to look at that number either. It, exactly. Like, nobody likes to look at their numbers, no matter I, what. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to bring up this side, because I'm like, we do it in so many ways, right? Like, so like you, I always sit there with them and I'm like, if you don't know how much debt you have, how can you pay it off? Like put all your debt on one piece of paper. But again, that doubt and that fear, they don't want to know, but you can't hit a goal, be it a goal. I want to sell X amount of dollars, or I want to have this size team, or I want to get out of debt. If you don't know how much you want or how much it is, you have to pay off. Um, it would be like walking into a store and being like, I'm going to buy all these things, but there's no price tag. What's the first thing you do? You go to someone and say, how much is it? Right? Like, cause you don't know the value. Your brain can't know if you want it that bad when you don't even know what it is, like the price. So like, again, your brain can't work toward you hitting a sales goal or you paying off your debt. If you don't even know what you're working towards, you don't know the value of what you're working towards. Um, so that's why, like, I feel this doubt is the first thing you have to hit so that then you can look at these numbers and say, instead of extra money, how much money? Instead of a team, how big of a team? What kind of a team? Instead of debt, how much debt? Because then you have a goal that you can look at and achieve. 
And I feel like that's, you know, the biggest struggle, you know, for people is looking at it. So what I highly recommend is to sit down with what you want and figure out exactly a number. And this is scary. And there's going to be doubt. Everything Jesse said is true. You're going to sit there. You're going to have a doubt. You're going to be like, never mind. I'm going to, what do I do, Jesse? Go pet my dogs. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go do a million other things, but this, because this is uncomfortable. But literally this just happened to me. I had this dream of something I wanted for a member of my family, which I cannot share because it's a Christmas surprise and they listen to this. So um, I really wanted to do this, but it was again, a someday, right? Like that's what it was until somebody, a good friend of mine looked at me and was like, you always tell me I have to know how much, do you know how much? And I was like, oh man, did I hang my head in shame? Right? Like I was like, oh yeah, you're right. Practice what you preach. Right? <laughs> so it took me 10 minutes for me to look up this thing that I really wanted to do. And I realized it was doable this year. Like not someday, like I could actually make this happen this year. And so when I took the time to actually get past my fear that this was a big, crazy thing and I couldn't do it, I realized I could do it. And like, I was so excited, right? Like this is something that like I've been dreaming of. I wanted it to happen. I'm literally pushing it off to like my kids. till my kids are like seniors or something. Right. And I was like, no, I can do it now. So we avoid things and stay vague because it's comfortable and easy. It was easier for me not to know the price because then I didn't have to worry about it. I didn't have to think about whether it was doable or not. And this is why people say go outside your comfort zone <laughs> because we don't, we don't want to feel like we could, fail. We don't want to handle the uncomfort or like the disappointment. If I would have looked it up and it wouldn't have been doable, I could have felt a little disappointment, but still it would have given me a number to work towards. So I would know when I could achieve it. But our brain feels like, Oh, I don't know that I want to know because if you can't do it, or it's going to take a while, that might be sad for you. <laughs> and, um, I think that you have to deal with the sadness. And then sometimes it's going to be like what just happened to me. And I got to deal with the excitement of like, holy crap, this is doable. <laughs> so I just want you guys to know that for me, the biggest solution is to sit down with how much money you need, whether it's for a trip, it's just a new pair of shoes. It's a house renovation. It's to pay off your debt. You want a pool in your backyard. You need a new car. You just want to go to a nice dinner out, whatever it is, no matter how big or small, you have to know what you need to get there. Absolutely. 1000%. <laughs> and it's important to be very specific. You have to pick a number, like figuring out your debt. That's super simple. Like pull up your credit cards, um, you know, look at your mortgage, look at, you know, your car payment, whatever. Like that is super easy to calculate. Like you have records on that. Like no problem. Like you can totally calculate that. Picking like a sales goal, a team goal, um, like any kind of number goal, the number can be anything. Please do not let there be any stress around picking up a sales goal. The number can literally be anything. 324 lipsticks, 75 spices, 12 spoons, six lotions, the number itself truly, truly doesn't matter. 
like I like to randomize things when I'm having trouble, like deciding, like I will flip a coin, <laughs> like where do I want to go to dinner tonight? You know, do I want sushi tonight or do I just want to go get a salad? Like I will flip a coin, you know, when I'm having trouble. Cause it's, you know, like it doesn't matter, like seriously, or you can put just a whole bunch of numbers in a hat and draw one out. It really doesn't matter. Like, please do not stress about picking out your number. Like maybe just go ask your kid, Hey kid, what's your favorite number? Use that, whatever. Um, but what matters is like, you know, pick the number, look at the number, think about the number and what happens on the inside of you. You get all scrunchy and tight and like clam up. If that's the case, like that's not your number. That means there's fear and doubt on getting to that number. And if you feel like there's not going to be any forward motion toward picking that number, like your body is like shutting down and that's not, that's not your number. Like you have to move on. You have to go lower. And it's funny, like sometimes just like switching the number by one digit can be all that it takes. Like say you want to sell 10 spices. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. But then 11 is like, whoa, no, I cannot possibly do 11. <laughs> it's interesting to like figure out what is that difference between 10, 10 and 11? Like why is 10 okay? And why is 11 not okay? It's fun to spend time in that area to figure it out. But for purposes of this podcast, play around with your number until it feels good to you. I want to yeah. say that again. Play around with the number until it feels good to you. And, you know, we don't want it to be like too easy because there's no growth in the being of the easy. We need just a little tiny bit of pressure. And what this kind of feels like to me is there's like excitement there. There is like, okay, cool. Yes, I think I can do it. But oh my gosh, I'm a little bit scared. And for me on the inside, that feels kind of like fluttery. Like I kind of get some flutters around my stomach and kind of up into my chest. So that's how I know for me that a number is good. That is going to push me a little bit that, you know, there's still like in my back of my mind, like, mm, I'm not sure, but it's cool. Like that would be super cool if I can get to that number. Yes. Like you're not the, absolutely not. You're not like no way, no how you're kind of excited and, but you're not like, oh yeah, I can do that. Like you do it. There is that. I, that's such a good point. The way you pointed out that feeling. Cause that is that little bit of excitement and that like, oh, if I did that, that would be so cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, that means you have the belief, but cause you're not like, that's not going to happen. Right. And you know, that little bit that's holding you back is probably because you've never done it before, but how cool will it be when, you know, that actually happens. So you just pick the number, spend some time thinking, looking, feeling. Ooh, that body. terrible word. <laughs> <laughs> what happens? And then that's your number. That is it. Stick it up everywhere. Look at it. And if there's ever a time when you feel like pulling that number away, not looking at it, 
then reevaluate like what the heck is going on? What are the sensations in your body? And it is though normal to like, you know, be on that roller coaster. Some days, yes, it's great. It's going to be achievable. Some days it's not. But if there's more days where you're not in belief, then just bring that number down a little bit for yourself. There doesn't have to be immense pressure here on this. Because if you're in that immense pressure stage, your body will be frozen and there will be no forward movement. And what you want is just baby steps so that you can grow and achieve and have the amazing business that you really, really want. So what we want you to do for us is pick a number. And just for one thing, okay? We just want one number for one thing. Sales, income, team, whatever. Share it with us over in our group, Mindshift to Millions on Facebook, and how you feel about the number. So two-part assignment, pick a number, and how does it make you feel? Strive to change your mindset to millions. See you next week.